Hey, sweetie, come away with me real quick and pray, okay? Father, I thank you so much that you blessed me to get on here and pray because you hear us when we pray. And before we call, we have already answered. Never see a righteous man forsaken and never see his seed beg for bread. You always hear us. Every step is already assured. This prayer doesn't come from a place of hoping. This prayer comes from deep within of knowing due to countless encounters. The devil is a liar. He is a liar. Walking around, prancing back and forth, seeking what area in our lives that he can devour. What can he do to distract? What can he do to take our eyes off? What can he do to have us to say what you don't say? Have us to do what you don't do? To have our thoughts not of yours. But we thank you for a comforter. Because Holy Spirit is always available to be present to release a word for us to stir ourselves up. And that goes for everybody, Father. Stirring ourselves up. A life with you is gladness. We don't have to know everything. We are never alone. We are never lonely. We are never anxious. We are never depressed. We are never bored. There's always something great in it. Because we're doing things unto you. The old ways are passed away. The old way of doing things passed away. Old relationships passed away. Old places we used to go passed away. Old habits passed away. And you filled up every void with your truth. A life with you is so glorifying. We're discovering what it is to be like you. You have the Holy Spirit to show us things that you like, we like. Things that you don't, we don't. And a lot of things we were used to doing, used to saying, used to going, but no more of that because it don't feel right to do. We are humble and we are laying at your feet at the same time standing before you. Heart to heart, spirit to spirit, faith unto you, joy unto you. Giving you thanks. Because the devil will try to play with our minds. 
have us thinking things that is not. So we can say what is not. And here come Holy Spirit. It is so what God say it is. Change the way you feel. Change the way you see. By coming up higher in your ways of seeing. Coming up higher in your way of healing. Coming up higher. Everything in us comes up higher. Everything about us has to come up higher. Everything has to grow. It's supposed to grow. We're supposed to exceed. We're supposed to excel. We're supposed to develop. We're supposed to grow. And the more we discover, the more we discover, the more we receive new realms, new realities. Upon our lives. I know a lot of times we're used to doing things the way we used to do it. It became so routine. And here you are, giving us new things to do. Better. It's better. Finding new things and you know, and new ways to do new things. And not just sitting around, letting time go by, not knowing what else to do. You're taking out communication higher in you. During this time, it's required that we pray more, that we communicate more with you on one accord. Because the old Quenisha is used to watching movies and Lifetime and BET and that's not what you like. It's not what I like anymore. The old Quenisha is to go to the liquor store and would have went somewhere around the whole neighborhood and been drinking and partying and listening to music. But that's not what you like. That's not what you do. That's not what I do anymore. God. God. The old Kunisha always had her son all the time. And here you are answering my son to spend more time with his dad because that's what he wants. And now his dad is spending more time with him because. Affects you fervent prayer of a righteous man. And my son is definitely a righteous one. And you hear him when he pray. And you grant him favor to spend more time with his father. And I'm not used to him being away. That I find different things to do. My life is not boring. It's not boring. I'm glad in it because it's you. It's your way, your will. And I lift up all those who are around me. They continue to discover new realities within By receiving every word that proceeds out of your mouth. I come against any attack of the enemy. I can feel that he's trying to attack people's minds. To have them to feel anxious for nothing. 
being anxious and trying to make matters work, having people to feel weary and well-doing, worried about their well-being, trying to rush instead of just simply wait. Because you know what's best for every single one of us. You don't never leave us without. You withhold no good thing. And we're not going to give you that impression. That's how we feel. Because we trust in you with our whole heart. Lead not to our own understanding. I come against instability in the mind. Over every mind. For those who are considering themselves to be angry right now, upset, feeling discomfort or discouraged or wanting to quit, wanting to faint. Those who are angry and want to be angry. Those who argue and want to continue to argue. Those who are miserable and want company. Those who want to betray. Those who want to backslide. Those who want to backbite. I lift it up. Because when Christ got up, those things had to bow. Because we got up when he got up. So it's no longer for us to possess if we don't want to. It's not a force. Your word is true indeed, but it's not a force. And it's clearly seen. You have to make a decision. But choose life. In the midst of feeling doubtful, choose life. Discouraged, choose life. Angry, choose life. Worried, choose life. In sorrow, choose life. Either watching what we say is choosing life. Being aware of what God is doing in this very hour is choosing life. Stirring ourselves up and praising instead of complaining. That's choosing life. Go before you behind the four walls of our home and making it better, knowing that you already made it better. That's choosing life. Making a better decision regarding us being the righteousness of you. God, choosing life. The devil is a liar. He wants us to be afraid. Want us to be anxious. Having us to think there's something wrong with our lifestyles. Something wrong with our mind. Something wrong with our emotions. Something wrong with our well-being. Something wrong with our social life. Something wrong with our relationships. And it's all a lie. A life with you is satisfaction guaranteed. It takes some getting used to getting rid of the old ways and receiving the new. Because a lot of things we're discovering, we're tapping into for the very first time. Especially those who are serious and go all the way. And I pray those who are taking it for granted, hearken their heart to want to go all the way. Knowing it's best for them to go all the way. 
and best for those who are around him. We say prayers to you, Father, like keep people from doing things and stop them from saying things and all of these things. Father, you are our refuge. You are our defender. We hide behind you, in you, within you, all around and through you. We make all kinds of requests made known. And you give us the favor by granting unto us. There's no way we can pray for something and when we see it coming to pass and it's not the way we expect you to move, then we want to take back the request that was made known. Your will be done. Your ways be done. We're not going to say things that you don't say. I lift up every heart that's going through a bereavement. Because no one is ever gone. No one is. Out of our body, we are in your presence. And in your presence, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Even though they will be physically missed. That is a truth. That is a fact. You will be missed. I will miss seeing you. They will miss seeing you. I will miss eating with you. Or whatever we used to do performing anybody. But that's not the finality. It's not the final say. It's not the final encounter. We weep from a place of missing naturally. And then get it together. Quick it. Being quick it. Quickly. Because we know where they are. We come from a world that we can spiritually see, hear, and understand. How can I talk to an angel? How can I even talk to you and not talk to my brother or my sister or my relative or my friend that's also in the kingdom? So why am I mad if they're in the kingdom? I come against any of our words going up to you like that. Because we confess out of our mouth that every word shall not return to us void. Because every word that we pray do not return unto you void, Father. Because we say what you say. So I lift up those who are currently not saying what you say. Start with myself. Who's not thinking as you think. And who's not doing as you do. It's very important to be an intercessor because there's always somebody who needs the interceding for doing the intercessions. I know what it's like to have someone go home and leave the Lord or someone just go somewhere else. Go to another state or go somewhere. I know it's like to feel neglected or feel like you're losing someone or feel like you're losing a part of yourself or feel like you're not going to see them again or maybe angry. Why, God? How come? You don't cancel no assignments of nobody here when you say to us, fulfill. 
And that's the truth. A lot of times we try to, Father, you know, sugarcoat things. But I must be honest. If any of us, I start myself, go home prematurely, it's because we wanted to. Because we have agreed with whatever came our way to cause us to. That's not your doing. But it works out for our good because we still end up with you. I can't tell nobody a lie. I cannot have people to feel comfortable about what they say if they know they should not. Especially myself. No matter what come across me and things that came across my way. You a liar, devil. There's nothing wrong with me. We have to only believe. Of the finished work. I have to stand up because I believe in your finished work. Therefore, I only say what you have to say regarding the finished work. How would I agree with your finished work and get mad? There's no way. That means I don't believe. Cannot tell anybody a lie if they ask me for the truth. We have to watch what we say. I encounter numerous of times, my Lord, where I say things and see them happening. And I realize I don't want that to happen any longer. So let me change up the words to change up the situation. So the atmosphere can be shifted. And it do every single time. I never been, my life has never been like this. It's never been like this. It's greater. It's new to me. I've never been so pulled away to be alone with you. And I'm glad in it. I'm glad in it. It's new to me to live a life without alcohol. Without making poor decisions. Without keep saying, Father, don't let me go. Stumbling in the midnight hour, waiting for my son to go to sleep so I can turn up in my living room by myself. Let people talk to me any kind of way. It takes some getting used to seeing favor. Receiving my worth, knowing my worth. Receiving a higher measure of it for the very first time. Not thinking I don't belong here. Not thinking I don't have enough here. Not thinking I'm not educated enough while I'm here. But I'm worth being here. My life matters here. I'm important here. I'm needed here. I'm wanted here. 
I'm favored here. I'm blessed here. I'm increasing here. I'm prosperous here. I'm here on earth as it is in the kingdom. I am needed here. Many want to let go right now, but because I'm an intercessor, you hold on to everybody who wants to let go. Those are walking in fear. Don't be afraid of some fear to everybody everywhere at the same time who can apply to this message. For those who make up excuses. For those who are not used to good things happening to them. Looking for and waiting to see if something bad going to show up instantaneously because they just so used to things happening wrong. Not used to having good things happen. And I thank you for healing me from that because I was one of them. Had to get used to not walking in sorrow anymore. Not letting people run all over me anymore. I don't have to defend myself. But you will respect me. Hallelujah. Knowing that my father take great care of us. We don't have to ask for nothing. He already know. Oh God. Jesus. God. God. Every time we receive a breakthrough. Accelerating, exceeding any type of increase, the devil always try to play mind games with us. They try to rob us of it by having us to look elsewhere. Something could seem as if like, oh, you something's wrong, or your life is this, or your account is this, or you know your family member this. Anything he can use, he try to get our mind off the neighborhood you live on, the weather outside, any kind of distraction he can use. What bills to look forward to or even think about going back to work next week and not even Sunday yet. The devil is a liar. And I thank you, Father, for giving us a comforter. Jesus, thank you for only saying what God said. Thank you for being an example. Thank you. Been example. Totally do it, God does. There's no way I can live unto you and not do the same thing. Think the same thing. God. I thank you for the changes in my life. The positive changes. I'm not doing what I used to do anymore. And don't even watch. <laughs> it's just changed. Everything changed for the better. And I just pray, sweetheart. You know, God, give me other things to do with a lot of this time I have. I have a lot of time on my hands now sometimes. I'm used to working so much. I'm used to moving around all the time. <laughs> I'm used to doing that. 
I've been doing that since 13. Working, working, working. <laughs> and God called me on. It's the first time he ever did that. <laughs> and the last time. <laughs> he made it very clear. You're not going back to the workforce. Don't even look back to what you was making or what was in your account. You understand? Seriously. I'm not thinking about nothing but him. It's no way I can be saying I'm Christ-like and think about old income. When God is my source of income. God really had it where he is my everything. And literally, even though I emotionally and passionately and spiritually say he's my everything and mean it with all my being, he make it literally that way. That you are my everything. Because everything that even you put in my hands to do for myself, now it's all you doing. So now I only wait on him. I've never been so wealthy in my life. I thank God for the wealth. And I'm not talking about no dollars. Because what God is doing in my life and the grace upon my life opened up doors that you don't need no dollars. Just walk right in. Because of favor. And still have money in your account accumulating. God can do whatever he wants, however he wants. I don't know what you do for a living, sweetheart. Even if you do anything, did he even call you off your job? But I do know this. We both have a heavenly account. You understand? I want you to know this as a woman. Because I'm a woman. I don't want nothing naturally from you. No, I don't. I don't. But what I need from you is who you are. I know who I am as a woman of wisdom and virtue. I just need and want you. That's what I am after. Hungry for. Desperate for, giving God thanks for, you. And whatever God have you to do, I'm so proud of you. If you work, if you don't work, I'm so proud of you. Whatever you put in your hands to do to pay your rent, mortgage, whatever you want, however you live. I'm glad he got a roof over your head. You would never be without. Because I always have words that's coming out of my mouth that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Therefore, you will always have. I love you. I love you. You. That's who I'm preparing to marry and be next to you. I need you as to how God and why God created you for me, for us to fulfill. That's what I need. I don't want nothing else from you. <laughs> it's not 
No comparison. It's not worth who you are. Who you are. You're more valuable than anything that can wither away. Because you are eternal. Your giftings are eternal. You know, eternal. You know. Your personality is Christ-like is eternal. <laughs> I love you, Dwight Martin. I know I say your whole name. <laughs> I just like saying your whole name. I don't know why. I guess because they both belong to you. And I love every part of you. So I do know why. <laughs> I'm discovering much more, sweetie. Yes. I can see y'all. Uh, God has shown me fire. It's a swirl of demonic, you know, fire. And that fire, Jesus. He showed me an image of hell. It's like a, a swirl of just fire. Just Jesus. It's like a uh, how it how it looks. This I don't think you ever seen the sun so close up. I study astronomy, so I I looked at things like that. But you can see light beams, you know, bouncing off the sun if you get very close. And they have forms of technology to detect things like that that comes close enough to give us a sense of what it actually looks like, you know, scientifically and. That's what that looks like. Just beams of fire just swerving around. Nothing but everlasting destruction. And Satan already know about it. But I'm not even focused on that even though I see it. Because that's not my portion. The thing is, period, we cannot even afford to take our eyes off God to put them anywhere else. And that's what Satan is trying to do, to take our attention and put it elsewhere. We have to stay focused. I used to get phone calls in the beginning. Hey, you know, some people call me Nene. You know, you want a drink? No, I'm good. You know, we having a cookout. Come around the way. You know, we got this. I know you always treat and we, we can treat you this time. Girl, we got the 1800. We got this. We even got ass and ass, whatever. <laughs> Sweetheart, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Seriously. I never was really a weed smoker. I told you that. I just, with my anointing, that could never work. <laughs> it's like every time I hit the blunt or white boy or whatever, it was rolling. I hit it three times. That's all it took. And it would take me to, you know, another place every time. And I just look around like I don't belong here. And I got to feel like this to it wear off. Oh, God, this is miserable. And I just, I just couldn't, I, no, I just not my thing. Drinking never really was either, but it just, it was something to do. And I got used to doing it. Cigarettes either. It's just something to do. I got so used to doing it. And the thing about it is, every time I did it, all I did was look at God, look at Christ and say, I love you. Don't look at me like this. Sorry. I just think it's fun to do right now. But don't let me go. I know what you called me to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Jesus. I just thank God I don't have to say those kind of things no more. 
I'm here doing it, God. I'm doing it. I went from saying, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. Jesus. You understand? Sweetheart. God is so good. Yes. I'm okay. I'm not lonely. I'm not alone. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not going to be eating just to be eating to fill, uh, fill up whatever on the inside. Father, whatever you see on the inside, it need to be filled. Fill it up now. I thank you. I think I already did that with my praise. Thank you. I did. God. Seriously, sweetheart. And that's what God, that's why God has so many people to be joined to me everywhere I go because we all need each other. So many of us so used to helping people and it's okay. That you forget about, you know, you receiving help too. And we cannot have people thinking that, you know, that we so far off and to a point where we don't, you know, need any quickening or sharpening. And have people think that when they do, then there's something wrong with them or they can never get to where you are because you never show anybody by releasing to anybody that you need prayer. Or you can use the prayer. And you know who to go to about it, God, you know. You don't just go to know anybody and say whatever and confess whatever. Because there are people out there with negative motives and will use your testimony against you. You understand? <laughs> I love you so much. I just feel a sense of saying I come against superstition. I come against generational curses. Even if, if a family member that was ahead of you or ahead of me or ahead of anybody else that was big on money and you just got to be big on money and then that person big on money just passed out of you, that is a generational curse. No, we big on the word. And that's all we need. Every word. Hallelujah. I have did so much things that cost so much money that God had me to do for free. And people be like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that twice in one month. With your salary. Because <laughs> I don't live off my earthly account. I used to think I did. <laughs> when God started asking for my rent money. And, put, and sow it all in the congregation. Give me all you got. Look for the change. Look in the sofa. Look in the seats. Look in your purse. Give me everything you got. And I never get that time I laid in my bed. And it had her to have a California, a California king bed. <laughs> That's double a king size. And that was a whole, that was the size of my whole room. Every time somebody would come and visit, and it wasn't many, like my mother, you know, a relative, they'd come past and walk past my bed, I mean my bedroom and be like, dang yo. <laughs> Look at that bed. Oh, you sleeping good. It's enough to fit like seven or eight people on that bed. A California, you know what a California king is, yes. And I was like, Jesus, I'm on this big bed that you blessed me with. How, how dare I to even worry when I'm on this big bed that you just got for me? This was in the past. But I was worried about, you know, he kept telling me to give him my rent money. And my landlord was like, you know, I know you usually pay your rent. I know you're a single mom, but um, you could pay something, you know, better than nothing. And God's like, give me all of it. I'm like, oh, God. So Jesus got both hands folded behind his back with his legs crossed the same way he was on the boat, I'm sure, in the midst of the storm. Because it was a mist of my storm. <laughs> he was still chilling. That's how he was supposed to be in every storm. And he was relaxed. And I was like, Jesus. I got mad. I mean, not mad, but I was like, you know, got agitated with him. How you going to sit here and relax on my bed while I'm worried about these bills? You said give you all the money. And all he was like, I got this. I got this. And he shut her mouth up. It went from her, you know, it's okay. I'm not used to you doing this. You usually pay your rent on time. 
Chanel started threatening me. Okay, you got certain amount of days to pay. I'm going to take you to court. To her just say, okay, whatever you can pay, just go ahead and give it to me. I understand it's something. See how God would do? He hearkened her heart. For her to say, okay, I'll wait for when you're ready to give me my money. Jesus. God. Come on, Jesus. Let me put my hands back and lay across my legs. And I missed the last home. Jesus. And when you look so deep within it regarding a storm, you don't see it in a way that the earth had it to be set up to be. Because they have it to make it seem like a storm is bigger than you. Because we cry in the midst of a storm. But Jesus walked on water. So can we. And I mean that mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. You can walk on water. You can walk on water in the midst of a storm. Because there's trouble on every side. And yet we are not distressed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Period. God got us. Period. I'm just not used to, it's like my life came up higher. I'm not used to any of this. And I've been doing it. And the devil is a liar. I thank God that I'm just so free to be who I am and let people know it's okay. But stir yourself up. You're going to be all right. You are all right. I know what you're going through. And the thing is, when you testify, you know, with the things that come your way, it helps other people feel comfortable to be around you. Some of us just want to hear other people's things and act as if we don't have anything on the left, on the right side of any of us. Come on, somebody. Too much is given, much is required. You want to know what's required? To focus. To stay. To stand. To remember. To give praise. To thanks. Come up higher. That's required. To anybody and everybody who wants to exceed and excel without any limitations. You must come up higher in your fruit. You must come up higher in your knowledge. Must come up higher with wisdom. Must come up higher in your believing. Must come up higher in all that you do. That's to be required. Too much is given. Because the more you believe, the more you receive. And when you receive, that is what's given. Hallelujah. I pray right now with you, sweetheart, and I need you to agree with me that we really watch what we say. We're not going to end our life. We're not going to end our assignment. We're going to fulfill. To everybody who agreeing with any doctor's report or any body limbs that's not acting as the way they're supposed to, and you agreeing with the pain, I come against that thought. Then you command your body to bless the Lord. It is what you say it is and not what your body tell you. And it goes for everybody. The devil will try to slap some on any of us so quick. But we can't believe it though. We can't believe God and then believe something else. It's no way. You can't believe God and mammon. It's one or the other. 
We can't say we act like Christ and talk words of mere men. It got to be one or the other. Can't say we forgive this person and then when they come up, we feel some kind of way. It's one or the other. Let me tell you, sweetheart. I'm in a, right now, I'm not going to say a season of it. I'm walking in breakthrough. I'm receiving breakthrough in every area of my life. I'm I'm receiving multiplication. I'm accelerating in every area. And you know how I know? Because Satan is telling on himself. (laughs) He'll make a fool out of anybody, but he first make a fool out of himself because he is the fool for doing foolish things. He gives himself up every time. When you try to throw things our way. Right now you're trying to throw all these things near me. And I push past. That's how I know what I'm walking in now. Because he's trying to have me to say other things. Otherwise. So I can look elsewhere. But thank God for Holy Spirit. That's why I got to be careful what I watch. What I hear. Seriously. Seriously. Because that can take my attention and put it somewhere else. It's not wise for me to watch, you know, movies of, you know, people, you know, kissing and holding and touching when I'm preparing, you know, for marriage. Because that's not what marriage is all about, even though you benefit from that physically because of your feelings that you have passionately, emotionally. And every area, even mentally. But how foolish is it to look at that while I'm waiting? And I wonder why you got to keep commanding your body and renewing your mind. No. I only have one TV in here, sweetheart. And you know what? It's in my sunroom. Because I'm barely in my living room. And he barely has it on. Because I'd, I'd rather give him things more than myself. So I put it in his room. I don't have cable. It's my decision not to. I haven't had that in so long. I didn't. I don't want it. Because when I have access to so many channels, it's easy to get caught up on what you want to look at. And it takes the attention of me doing something else, just praying and sitting before God. And I said, I don't watch TV, but I have a, I, when I go to my mother's house or something like that. But it's like so many things that's so polluting on TV, I don't even want to watch it. And now it's starting to be like that on YouTube. Now Billy can find nothing to watch on YouTube. They got little, little uh, apps like Tubi and Pluto. and They got sections you can find, faith movies and family movies. Still got to go through that selection. And it, it's, it's been taking me. And I've been looking for two months every day. Doing this, you know, being home so much. Even throughout my prayer and all everything else God me to do is nothing's actually fine. If I'm out here to be a blessing and God calling us heroes here because we're being like him in the earth, why would I watch anything that's against that? Why would I watch violence if I'm here to, you know, to release peace? Why would I want to watch somebody fornicate in front of me when I'm being celibate? You understand? 
And all my son, he pretty, he don't even watch it. But he can. I never forbid him, and I'm not forbidding. I just got to get more movie selections. But everything that I had within a, a previous relationship and marriage, all those things I threw away. Everything here I have is new. It's not much, but it's, it's more than enough to me. I got rid of the furniture, everything, the bits, everything. I didn't want to bring any of that mess here. I didn't want no O in the new. None of it. And I thank God for it. I thank God for it. I know when I was working, I was able to sow so much in people's lives and but now, you know, God will still put money in my hand to give when, I, when I'm to give. But I thank God I'm in a place where I have more than I ever had before. Because I have life. And success comes with that. Wealth comes with that. Prosperity comes with that. Abundance comes with that. You hear me, sweetie? Thank you for agreeing with me and praying with me. You know, and not just eating, just to, you know, and not even hungry, just eating because it's like there's nothing else to do. No, there's so many things to do. You're not lonely. You're not alone. You're not anxious. You don't have anxiety. Nothing wrong with your mind. You're not depressed. You're not sad. Your life is not boring. And those are all the things that God would try to, you know, position before me. And immediately, Holy Spirit had me to get on here and record to you. He's a liar. He's a liar. See, thing is, the devil know that all of this is new to me. And know all of this is God's plan, God's will. And he see that I'm consistent with it. I'm glad in it. I'm focused. I'm alert. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm honored. And let me tell you two things before I get off of here. One thing God showed me, he gave me a dream. Oh, God, you took me to your hometown. And it was a person's home. I didn't see the, the shape of the house, the look of the house, none of that. I just was, became in the inside of the home. And it was a lot of people under this one roof, I'm trying to tell you. I don't know who house it is. It was everybody decided to come and meet up at this one house. And you first had me to introduce, you introduced me to, you know, some male cousins and friends. And, you know, it was a lot of them. It wasn't as much as the females. It was more females than men there. But the men was with the men, the boys. And you had me to meet them. I was like, hello, how are you? How are you? It's like they already knew a little bit, you know, about me before I got there. <laughs> Due to you talking about me, you know, before I got there. And then you took me to where the ladies were, the women are. So this is how it was. In the kitchen, it was, you know, the women like your mother and women around her age. They were only, it was only a select a few in the kitchen that was cooking the food. Everybody couldn't go in the kitchen. You just, you know, everybody mingling or whatever. And then it's the ones who were in the dining room, you know, bringing the food, you know, being assisted to bring the food from the kitchen, putting it on the table. And it was so much food, all kinds of food. And the ones who was in the dining room were, you know, Seemed like aunts and great aunts and, you know, older second cousins and 
you know, like your mother, first cousins, you know, women like that. And then in the living room with me, it was like all your cousins, like my age and a little younger, a little older. Some had children, you know, some didn't. And, you know, some were drinking and they were like, you want some? You know, it's wine. I was like, no, I'm okay. Thank you. And they was they weren't sitting there asking me all these questions. They were just, you know, having me to feel welcome. But what I got out of that, out of this dream, being in this living room with all these women, <laughs> for one, I can tell they don't play, especially the ones I was around, like your cousins, whoever. It was a lot of them in, in the room. And they were just like talking like, like they normally do, like any other day. And that's what they gave me. Like, you know, we respect you, but we're going to be who we are no matter who come around. <laughs> if we want to fuss and fight, we're going to do that no matter who come. We're not going to put on no show. We're not going to try to impress. This is what it is. You get in where you fit in. And that's exactly how it was in that train. <laughs> yeah. And I'll never forget, it was this little chocolate little girl. And she was slim. I don't know who daughter it was. And... She had a big plate in her in her hand. <laughs> she had like shellfish, seafood, and your way of cooking food, your traditional culture food, like soul food, your style. And her plate was huge. And she was like probably like six or seven. And I was like, all, all I kept doing was looking like, you're going to eat all that? And they got it like, they, they're not going to put nothing on your plate that you're not going to eat. So she was going to eat. That little girl, the way I should look at me, like she used to eat like that. And... I was amazed. But the thing is, she kept walking back and forth and stirring at me, finding ways to walk back and stir at me because she knew that I was a visitor. She knew I wasn't, you know, I'm a, I'm not a familiar face. And the looks of it, now that I can think of it, I'm the only light-skinned one that's this light in the room, in the living room with all the other ladies. So I, I pretty much stood out in the living room with your cousins and whoever else those, you know, young, beautiful women were. And some of them had on short shorts and short skirts and stomachs out. And it was just like, you know, everybody's being they self. And they was laughing, doing this. And some was like talking about whatever, getting, you know, gangster with it and, you know, being who they are. And it's just like, get in where you fit it. And they made me feel so welcome. And it was like, you know, pretty much, you know, I'll make your plate the first time, you know, because it's your first time. But after that, you're on your own. You know, it's that type of thing. And when you walked away from me, I was pretty much like, no, don't leave me. <laughs> I'm not used to being around, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, your family. <laughs> you know, when somebody brings you somewhere, they walk off on you. Yeah, you left me <laughs> in a living room with the ladies and you went back over there with the guys. But you, was, I was like, I was OK, but I, you didn't know I was thinking. I was thinking like, no, don't leave me. But I didn't say it, though. But I was glad that, you know, you did because I was enjoying being with them. And they were just so cool. And the thing about it is they were being themselves. Like, you know, get in where you fit in. You know, it is what it is with us, like that. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I had a good time. And it was so much food, so, so, so much food. Seriously, it was like for you, large for you trays everywhere, everywhere all over the table. Yeah, and it was a lot of women, a lot of aunts and great aunts and cousins. And oh, my goodness, is your family really like that? It was a lot of women. And they was just like, you know, and the reason why I love it because everyone was being themselves. Like those right the way, you know, they body revealed, they do that. And they had they short, 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 skirt, short, stomachs out. I was like, okay. You want some wine? No, I'm good. You want some of this? Some of that? No, I'm good. You know, and they respected that. And the thing about it is they still offer, even though they knew I didn't do that. It's like they already 
had an impression off of the type of woman that I already am, but they still offer, you know, understand just out of respect. I know we was told that you're a woman of God, you know, do certain things, but you know, just, you know, do you want someone, you know, cause some people still do, you understand to each his own. But yeah, I, that's the dream. And here's the, the other dream. Oh God. No, matter of fact, it's not even a dream. God woke me up. This was since yesterday. I was like, God, nah, nah, God, uh-uh. I'm not receiving that. God say it is what it is, Kunisha. Regarding our son, God said to me, Kunisha, I said, yes. He said, I'm telling you now, you know, because certain things I got to tell you ahead of time to prepare you because I know you more than you, you know, you know yourself. I know how you are. I said, what, God? It's about your son. What about him, God? What? <laughs> it's going to be, you know, he said, as an infant, as a baby, he's going to be heavy. He's going to be a chubby baby. He's going to be a heavy baby. And I was like, God, come on now. Oh, come on. Nah, I said, nah. I said, so what you saying to me, God? I'm going to have a fat baby? <laughs> and God said, I didn't say fat. I said, he's going to be chubby until he's old enough to be mobile to move on his own. But he's going to be, you know, heavy. It's going to be chubby. And I was like, well, I'm just going to, you know, eat more healthy. Things. I'm thinking it's something that I'm doing, I said, you know, as far as in the pregnancy. Maybe I'm just going to eat more healthy things. Than, and God says nothing about what you eat or what you don't eat, what you feed him, what you nurse him, how much you nurse him. It has nothing to do with that. Genetically, he's going to be a chubby baby until he's old enough to move around on his own and lose, you know, the baby fat. But he's always going to be solid. He's going to be very solid. I see, I can, I, can, I can receive that, but it took some, you know, God, you know, stirring me up because I was like, come on, God, because I kept saying fat. God said, no, no, not fat. I said, come on, God, I'm a fat baby, though. I'm a, I'm a fat baby, not, you understand? And God was like, no, he's not going to be fat. He's going to be chubby. He's healthy. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be like that, <laughs> genetically speaking. <laughs> You're going to have a healthy, chubby baby boy. It's going to be a heavy baby. So God gave me the heads up now. And I was like, God, you could have told me this like later on. God said, it's not as far off as you think it is. It's not as far off as you think it is. Because I look at it like I'm not even talking to you physically, let alone to be engaged to get married to even conceive with you. You know, all that takes time. But God is like, it's not as far as you think it is. It's not far off. You know, as you think it is. And I said, okay, God, I received that too. And I was like, okay, God, I can, you know, thank you for the heads up. Because I was like, is this something that I'm doing? Am I feeding this child too much? God was like, no. It has nothing to do with how much he don't. Even if he don't eat at much at all, it's still going to be chubby. <laughs> Until he, you know, become mobile and move around and lose the baby fat. I was like, oh, God. So I have to carry around a fat child, a fat baby. And God said, don't say fat, it's you no know, chubby. And the thing is, sweetheart, God kept saying it to me all yesterday. I was like, because yesterday, I'm, see, I, you could tell, I, I'm, I got better because yesterday I was like, come on, man, come on, come on, father. I don't even, I don't even want to hear no more. No, I'm not having no fat kid. I'm not having no fat kid. And I just, I was like really upset a little bit about it. Yeah. I was like, come on, God, uh-uh, uh-uh, I ain't doing that one. Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> and then God just kept saying the whole day, chubby. I'm like, Father, I say my morning prayer. God be like, chubby. <laughs> I'm like, God, come on, God. He wanted to prepare me. He's going to be chubby. He's going to be heavy. He's going to be very healthy. And God just kept saying chubby all yesterday. 
Like Ford, you don't have to know Chubby. Like here, find a way to get put it in there. I love you. I love you, Quinesha. I know you are so favorite. Chubby. I'm like, God, come on with that. He did that all yesterday. And I receive it. You know, it's okay. He's a healthy baby. And I'm definitely gonna make sure when he's old enough, you know, mobile, you're gonna lose it. You understand? I'm just big on that. You understand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody's, you know, no. Well, anyway, and that's what God was dealing with me with. He had to tell me some things God would tell us, you know, ahead of time to, to prepare us because he know me. You, I definitely have to prepare me with something like that because God knows that, you know, I'm definitely big on, you know, you know, health and, you know, things like that. I eat everything I want, of course, but I, you know, I manage my intake and I definitely, you know, get my in, highly intake of vitamins and, you know, minerals and things like that and exercise. So for God to say, I'm have a fat baby. I'm like, what do you mean? What did I do to this kid? Did I overfeed him? Did I overeat when I was having him? I mean, what, what did I do? And God was like, it's nothing that you did. No, nothing that you can do and nothing you can do to stop it. Just, I want you to know it. And God would just let me know it's, you know, that's a permanent, you know, saying nothing you can do to stop that. He's going to be heavy. Oh, God, Jesus. I just want to thank you, sweetheart, for praying for me. I mean, praying with me and for me and just listening to me. I love you. Greatest he's in us. He's in the world. I love you. Chubby. No, I'm just playing. That's what God did to me yesterday. I ain't going to do that to you. <laughs> I love you. <him. laughs>